Welcome to Taste the Word with Fanny Meiberg. Let us get a taste of God's Word. Good morning. I greet you again on this wonderful Friday morning. I want to speak to you this morning about God in my garden. Since Tuesday, we were looking at the first five verses of Genesis, and it is speaking about the first day of the creation story. And we saw the darkness of earth, and I made a comparison between the darkness of the earth and the darkness of the soul of man. And we saw that God had a solution for the darkness of the earth. He sent a light. He bring light. And it was not the sun. He bring light. And the light drive away the darkness. And then we saw that he separated the light from the darkness. And we see that there is a similarity between the condition of the earth and the condition of the soul of man. The condition of the earth, there was darkness. The condition of the soul in sin, it is in darkness. Then there comes a light, but it was a godly light. It was not the sun. And we see in the soul, Jesus come as the light of the world. And he enlightened the darkened soul of man. And then we saw there is a separation between light and darkness in the creation story on earth. And then we also see that is a very important principle in the Christian life. There must be a separation between light and darkness. But today I want to speak to you about God in my garden. We are still reading from Genesis, but this time Genesis chapter 3 verse 8. I only want to read the first part of Genesis 3 verse 8. Then the man and his wife, Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. Now, right through the week, as I say, we saw the similarities between the first creation activities of God and the earth and the condition of man's soul. We could see the darkness of the soul, the light that enlightened the soul, and yesterday we looked at the separation of light and darkness and the importance thereof. Now, today we look at the presence of God in the soul of man. It must have been, I believe so. I believe it with my whole heart. I, it must have been a joy and a kind of a assurance and complete soul peace with God in their garden with Adam and Eve. Because what we saw right after the first man fall into sin in the garden, that God walking in the garden, I believe, was God's normal dealings with man to be in their presence not only man in the presence of God, but God in the presence of man. God was walking with them. They could see God. They could hear him speak. They could sense him. They could just know that he was there. They just know it. He is here, even though I don't feel him now. I don't see him, touch him, hear him. But he is there. And just to know that they are not alone. God is with us. God was in their garden. I want to speak to you this morning about God in my garden, God in your garden. And my question this morning is, do you believe that God is in your garden? You that are a son, 
and the daughter of God? Do you believe that God is in your garden? Now, earlier this week, we saw that Jesus in the soul of man is the light and that his presence drives away the darkness. But Jesus don't just drive away our darkness, but we have Jesus in our garden. We have Jesus in our souls to be in relationship with him, to see him, to hear him speak with us, to sense him, to have the assurance God is here. You know what? Christianity is not about having a God who is dealing with all the dirty work in our souls. Paul says in Acts chapter 17 from verse 26 to verse 28, I want to read it to you quickly. Paul says, from one man he has made every nationality to live over the whole earth and has determined their appointed times and the boundaries of where they live. He did this. Here is the reason why God created man to live over the whole earth. He did this so that they might seek God. That was the purpose for the creation of man, to seek God. And perhaps they might reach out and find him. That was God's purpose so that we can reach out to God and to find Him, though He is not far from each one of us. Isn't it beautiful? In the Garden of Eden, they feel God, they sense Him, they could touch Him, they could speak to Him, they could hear His voice, they know He is there, and that is God's purpose for us, because He is not far from each one of us. Verse 28, For in Him we live and move and have our being, as even some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. And because God is here with us, and because God is in your soul, there is a peace that only he can give because he is the Prince of Peace. I experience life in my soul because he is the Prince of Life. I experience hope because he is the God of promise and he is with me. I can touch him. I can reach out to him because he is in my garden. Adam and Eve teaches us, and we must remember this. Adam and Eve teaches us that somewhere in our garden, the possibility of the snake is also there. But, child of God, not to fear. As long as Jesus is in your garden, when the devil comes with his schemes and plans, you go to Jesus, who is not far from you, as Paul said. The one you can find, the one you can touch in your soul, and Jesus will destroy the head of the serpent as he promised Eve. Now I want you to remember, Jesus is in your garden. This morning, reach out to Jesus, touch him, and listen to him as he speaks to you. You will never have to fear your own weaknesses or the temptation of the snake. Why? Because the presence of Jesus in your garden will make the difference, give you the confidence, and give you the victory. Because God is in your garden. May the Lord bless you. 
May the Lord be with you until we speak again next week. You can smile today. You can have joy in your heart today. And you can say, devil, circumstances, God is in my garden. Reach out to him. Blessings.